0: I just said, no, no, I don't want to live. I'm going to take my life. And that night, I was reaching for a gun to blow my brains out, and I had this vision. And I raised my hands to God, and I prayed every way I knew how, dear God, help me, save me. Real life starts now. This is real-life radio show with On Le.
1: I felt alone, I felt lost, I felt scared. Real stories.
0: I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life.
1: Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Le. Hi, this is Evangelist On Welcome to the Real Live Radio Show. We're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Lately, we've been talking about a very serious subject, which is about what goes on in the mind of someone who wants to commit suicide. The reason why I want to talk about this is because according to the World Health Organization, there are about 703,000 people a year that commit suicide around the world. It's not a pleasant subject to talk about, so listener discretion is advised. Have you ever wondered what happens in the mind of someone who is contemplating suicide? Well, in our last show, we had Wayne Freit talk about his past life when as a young man, he was always finding himself in juvenile hall, getting in trouble with the law regarding his addiction to drugs and poor decision-making regarding alcohol. He told us how as a young child, he grew up with thoughts of hating his life and hating himself, never seeing any real good reason for his existence. So he lived a life of not caring about anything, even if he died. Wayne told us of living a reckless lifestyle that ended up in jail, waiting to be sentenced to prison. And he went through a lot of trauma through jail, like being raped and beaten, and it really brought him to hate his life even more. He came to a point of really contemplating suicide, and today he's going to talk about the journey of how he went from attempting suicide to being alive today and living a purpose-filled life. Wayne, welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Wayne, it's great to have you back. Because in the last show, I really understood that a lot of the reasons why you wanted to end your life was because you saw no other way around it. That the alternative was to spend the rest of your life behind bars, enduring the rape, the beatings, and the horrible situations you discovered in jail. The only thing keeping you alive was what the man told you about ending up in hell if you had did it, but you were still tempted to do it. How was this happening?
0: Well, I was out of jail on bond, still facing all the trouble that I was facing to begin with. But I had totally forgotten the impact of what was said, that if there's just one chance in a thousand that the Bible's true, a man would be a pure fool to take his life, knowing that the Bible says it's been the rest of eternity in hell. I completely forgot about that. I'm sitting there in my bed, Still facing all this time in prison, knowing that the time is getting closer and closer and closer for me to make a decision. Because once you're in prison, you can kill yourself in prison, but it's just not easy. On the outside, there's a thousand ways to do it, and it's quick and painless almost. And so I didn't want to wait till I went to prison. I said, I've got to deal with this. And I sat on my bed, and I thought about all the different reasons that maybe I should live but I just said, no, no, I don't want to live. I don't want to go to prison. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to take my life. And I stood in my feet to grab the gun to blow my brains out, mm. and something dropped down over me. I had goosebumps all over my body. I sat back down on the bed, and instead of seeing myself as Mr. Tough Guy, dealing drugs, carrying a gun, and all that mess, I saw the top of my head, and I felt sorry for myself. I got a lump in my throat. And I thought, you poor thing, you you're sad. You're just a sad person. It's so bad. And I had a vision. Things went through my mind. I had really prayed. I mean, yeah, when somebody's getting ready to take their life, I mean, they pray, they ask God, if you're real, show me. That's what I did. Just show me. If I knew that you were really there watching and listening, if I was gonna face a judgment of some kind. But I, I said, if I don't know that, I'm not going to prison. And so I had three things that came to my mind, and one of them was this man in the jail saying, if there's just one chance in a thousand the Bible's true, A man to be a fearful fool to take his life. And I had this vision, and Satan stood at my right hand. I had pulled the trigger, held the gun to my temple and pulled the trigger, and Satan stood at my right hand, rolled out a scroll, laid his head back, and gave a hideous laugh, and I knew I would live forever in the same state of misery that I was in right then. Mm. Hopeless. Well... Three things. One was a man in the jail. The other thing was a man on the construction job, an old man wearing coveralls. He was a carpenter foreman. I was on this construction job, and this carpenter foreman, at lunch, he started talking about miracles. Well, I never heard about miracles, and this guy was telling me about miracles that happened to his thumb. His thumb was going to have to be amputated, and he was healed, and his baby was born, and he described the baby was paralyzed carried around on a pillow, and he talked about how God healed his baby. I never heard any of this, and this man would talk with tears running down his cheeks, and the construction workers around him would say, Preacher, shut your blankety-blank mouth, If we wanted to hear that stuff would go to church. Well, that man came back to my mind, and I thought, if God lives in any human being. He lived in that old carpenter. And then a third thing came to my mind, and that was The Cross and the Switchblade by David Wilkerson. And he talked about heroin addicts that got born again. They went down to an old-fashioned altar. They got set free from drugs. Their whole life was turned around and changed, and they received the Holy Spirit and spoke in a language they never learned. Now, that grabbed me. I said, if I could do that, I would believe, because that's miraculous, Mm -hmm. and it's not miraculous way out there somewhere. It's miraculous in my life, and that's what I had said all along. Just show me, God, if you're real. And that night, these three things came to my mind as I was reaching for a gun to blow my brains out, and I had this vision, and I raised my hands to God, and I prayed every way I knew how, dear God, help me, save me. And I didn't see any change, but the next morning, I rolled out of bed on my knees, and I lifted my hands to God, and I said, God, if you're there. If you're listening to me, if you're really there. I said you watch me today because I meant what I said last night and I'm going to prove it I said I'm going to quit drinking, smoking, cussing drugs, illicit sex everything I know is wrong I'm going to quit it and everything I know is right I'm going to do it and I didn't know anything about saved but grace and this and all that but what I did know was you can't be just continuing on like that. when you know everything I was doing was wrong I can't just keep on doing that if I'm serious with God so I said I want to get your attention. I want you to know that I mean business because if I don't find out that the Bible's true. I'm going to blow my brains out and never look back.
1: Wow. So it sounds like you really reached out to God and even had a plan of repenting from your behavior from before. It sounds like you were getting serious with God.
0: Well, let me tell you this. I started going to church. I started going to church. My girlfriend went with me. She went to this church where the carpenter was on the job, and I liked it. It was different than anything I'd ever gone to. It was not like any church I'd ever been in. The music, get down in your feet, you know? The preacher, when he preached, it's like he was talking right to me. I just never experienced anything like that. It was different. But let me just say this. Somehow or another, I got offended. After about six weeks of going to church, I got offended, and I quit. I called my girlfriend, and I said, do you have any drugs? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, I got the syringe. I'll come get you. And we went back. I got her on my Harley, and we came back to my apartment, and we spent the night together drinking and drugging and all that that goes with it. And the next morning, when we woke up, she said something as simple as, how do you feel? And I raised my fist back. I caught myself just in time. I Just a popper in the mouth for nothing, just for nothing. And she saw it in me, and she turned and walked away and went downstairs and waited for me to crank the motorcycle. And I thought to myself, what's wrong with me? I never saw the evil that was in me. There was something changing in me. And I saw it. Now, I hadn't had a chance to think it through, but we got on the motorcycle, and I started taking it back. And the Lord and the devil were battling for my soul and my mind. It was like the devil put doubt in my mind. And then the Lord reminded me of some things that I heard from the Bible being preached. And back and forth and back and forth. And to tell you the truth, I made a choice. And I chose Jesus. And when I did, I broke like a baby, and I cried actually in the rain. I thought at first maybe the rain to hide my tears because I'm Mr. Tough Guy. You know, my girlfriend's right next to me on the motorcycle, and I didn't want her to see me cry. I mean, I wept and sobbed like a baby, and I cried all the way, and Jesus Christ came into my heart. He changed my life, and I dropped her off and never looked back, and 48 years later, almost 49, I've had my problems and ups and downs, but Jesus has changed my life, and I'm a free man today.
1: With three kids and seven grandkids. wow. So this was the moment you truly accepted Jesus as your Savior. And instead of dying, you are alive today. And even God blessed you with not going to prison the rest of your life. And you ended up living a full life free from crime and drugs. Praise God, Wayne, because this is an example of how foolish it would have been to end your life. But that with God, He changed everything for the better. Jesus literally saved your life and your eternity by giving you the kingdom of God. This is amazing, Wayne. Thank you so much for opening up and giving the next generation this testament of how Jesus changed your life and future. Thank you for having me. Guys, if you're encouraged, I want to encourage you even more right after this short break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, This is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, maybe $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to AwakeningTheNations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. Where we're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? It's amazing to hear that Wayne is a grandpa and a free man and has lived a life full of purpose and love all by what? Letting Jesus Christ into his heart. Can you believe it? Now, how can this rough, tough, drug addict jail man driving his motorcycle with his girlfriend on his bike encounter Jesus in such a real way? He wasn't at church at that moment, but it was those times before when he went to church and he was hearing the preaching of God's word that it finally hit him in an unlikely moment. He realized his life wasn't his own anymore. He knew he belonged to a much greater purpose. He belonged to the God of heaven. And his life was not his to take, nor to mess up, or even to build. His life, rather, was to surrender to the God of the universe, and to surrender to his great plan. It's written in Romans chapter twelve, one through 2 I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of god see this is the very act that wayne became understanding of he understood it was reasonable that his life was no longer his own it was god's the bible says it's reasonable service to surrender our whole lives and deaths to god like it makes sense it's of course it's only when you truly surrender your life to the creator that your mind will be transformed and you will truly understand the good and perfect will of god Lord Jesus, we're coming to you. For the person who's coming to this moment where it's like, I've not truly surrendered and truly understood what my purpose was. Lord Jesus, we're calling out to you. We're surrendering our lives to you, O Lord, our God. We're asking for you to show us who we are and who you made us to be. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. Did you know our shows are on Spotify? Just search for Real Life Radio Show on
0: Spotify and enjoy all the same shows you hear on the radio. That's Real Life Radio Show.
1: See you next time.